and that's the tricky thing. Like none of this is new. It just, we've hit a point where it seems like we, we've hit like the mass necessary for this, this ball to keep rolling, so to speak. But like not a single one of these issues is a new thing. You know, like we've been having these conversations for decades, if we're honest about it, but maybe we've hit a point where we've achieved critical mass where, um, you know, you look at some protests and 70% of the people in the crowd are white. And that isn't necessarily the case in, in the past. I don't know how, I don't know that people are going to try to get back to normal with schools. I just don't know if anybody sees like an, like an obvious path ahead because it's really like an uncharted territory. Like it's terra incognita. We have no idea what to do. I, I, I want to ask you about your ideal school right? Like what you think would be best, but I'm not going to ask that first because one that gives you a chance to think about it, but, and I don't, maybe this uh, relates to it and maybe it doesn't, but in terms of thinking about improving schools and using some of the data that we have and using sort of this broadening awareness about racism and justice in society, that students of color who have teachers of color, particularly in early grades, but at all tend to have higher achievement through school that I think it's, if a black student has at least one black, um, I forget that it's like 50% or 60% more likely to enroll in college. Like there's, there's this data there that says this does have an impact. Right. But then we also look and we say, but we also don't have the applicant pool is not huge, you know, and, and there's, there's a lot of different ways to explain that. But uh, like if in the end we're in a situation where we say diversity on the staff is a good thing, but then we also look at some of the ways that we assess teachers and some of the things that might get you hired are like your scores on the praxis test, like the standardized test about your content knowledge. There are racial differences in the results on the test. Mm-hmm. Like on average, um, I, can't, I don't remember the number, but there's, it's a noticeable difference that black elementary school teachers retake, like take a second or third try to pass the test more often than white teachers. And so when you just evaluate someone based on the resume or the number, you could, there could be no, no names, nothing. There could be no racial bias in it. There might still be some sort of like institutional piece of this where systemic racism plays a role. Is it reasonable to make the target to increase staff diversity in schools, even if that means hiring someone who, at least on paper, maybe not in practice, but at least on paper may appear less qualified. Like, like how, how do we balance those two things? Cause I'm a bit like, I think we should have more diversity in school staffs. I also think that there should at least be certain measurables that we, we hit. And I, I don't know that I can remedy those easily in my brain. Like I'm, I might, one of those might need to give. Right. I think in an ideal world, we would remedy the application process itself because, you know, you think about the college application process and how, it is so, it's pretty thorough. Um, and, oh, let's go a step further. If we're thinking about the medical school application process, it is so thorough in the sense that you have to write essays on pretty much most things about yourself. You have to talk about your background, your views on this and that, your views on ethics and things. They're long, right? Because, I, I, you know, I do, I do tutoring for college admissions essays and someone who's applying to medical school, which you've just done, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm still in the process, but I submitted my, my primary application. Well, good. Fingers crossed, but congrats. I mean, that's, that's a lot, but yeah, they're like, well, this essay, this is like a 6,000 word essay and this is a 4,000. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like you're going to write a book by the time you're done with this. So. And so I was going to add on to that. Oh yeah. Sorry. Well, no, no, no. I, I just connected. Like 
even the college regular undergraduate admissions is kind of intense. The medical school admissions between the tests, the multiple essays, most schools do interviews, like there's all this stuff. Are you suggesting that that is the level <laughs> that we need for a public school? Because <laughs> I know a lot of teachers that wouldn't make it through the application. <laughs> so I think this kind of goes into what my ideal school would be. I think, first of all, teachers need to be paid a lot more. And if teachers are paid a lot more, then you can kind of justify a more stringent application process. Because I think we undervalue educators way too much as a society. I think the role of educators is so important and so vital. And I think even in the movement right now, um, the Black Lives Matter movement, we need to be talking about education a lot more because uh, like I said in our, our private conversation, a lot of white students don't have conversations about race within their household and they're exposed to these ideas in school. So I think we need to recognize the importance of educators in either perpetuating or breaking these patterns of racism that are just passed through generations. So with that being said, I think teachers need to be paid a lot more. And then the application process needs to be much more stringent. And even the interview process that's for medical schools, there's one, there's one system that's short interviews and they're usually based on like ethical situations or challenging situations. And you see how the person would respond. And a lot of those situations could be related to race for teachers or related to, you know, how would you respond if, if another student was being racist to another to their peer or something like that. I think that would be the ideal process for not only valuing edu educators like they should be, but also sifting through and not allowing these, these just being, being selective. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and I'm very much with you. I think there's like a supply and demand issue and there's a book that I read and I've, I've talked about this in a couple of podcasts. It's called the teacher wars. Uh, which a student probably actually about your age actually gave to me as like a end of year gift. And I finally read it, you know, maybe last year and it talks about teacher pay. It talks about teacher quality, teacher preparation. And some of it I've looked up since to confirm, but it points out like the pay differences between on average white and black teachers. And it also points out, and, and a lot of that's because you get paid based on your local property values, you know, it pays localized. And so if you are, uh, a black teacher and you want to work in a predominantly black community, that usually means you're going to be paid less and that makes that job less attractive. But they also pointed out how, because historically, at least, at least in the United States in the last 120, 150 years, most teachers, especially elementary and middle school teachers are female, that it becomes a way that we sort of, again, I think it's like a subconscious thing. We sort of subconsciously devalue the work a little bit where you see how many elementary school teachers are young women. They teach for a few years. They stay home with their own kids and then come back later in the career. And because we have the sense that this is a common career trajectory, we devalue it through some, I hope unintentional, but maybe I don't know. I think there's some sexism at play and possibly some racism in there as well. I absolutely think it should be harder to become a teacher I think it should be a little bit harder to stay a teacher. 
But in exchange for that, the money would have to be there. Um, I was talking about this with another teacher just this week. Actually, since you had messaged me, I actually referenced some of what we had talked about. And we, he brought up the idea that you just, you got to consider your applicant pool. What do you do? You don't have enough people applying. And, you know, say in Ashburn, there's a large East and South Asian population. And some of these kids are very bright or their parents are very bright, very well educated. And he said, you know, his point was, he goes, when we talk about representation of diversity on staff, it's almost always a conversation about more black teachers or sometimes more Hispanic teachers. And he goes, why aren't we asking why there aren't more Indian teachers or Korean teachers? And I said, well, and he goes, you know why? And I was like, I'll let you finish. (laughs) And he said, they don't want the job. He said, they all want to be doctors and engineers and lawyers, jobs that make a lot more money and have a lot more prestige. He says, so no one has that conversation because no one in that population has brought up this issue or, you know, hasn't done so consistently. He said, we have this conversation about black and Hispanic students because it's been brought up. But he said, on average, he goes, how many of the smartest or most capable, like academically capable black students that I've taught, he asked me personally, have, have said they're going to be teachers. And I was like, none, one. And he goes, how many of the white kids? And I was like, not many. And he goes, but there's a few, right? And I was like, yeah, there's, there's a solid handful. And he said, he goes, if you come from a household where maybe, and this actually sounds like my, my household, but if you do this along race lines where your parents have limited education or they have limited finances, and you're now doing well in school and you have the opportunity to go to college in advance, how quick are you to quote unquote settle for being a teacher? You know? And I think your point of, I don't, I don't know that money is the automatic answer, just pay more and the problem goes away. I don't think that's true, but if we want to attract more, more talent or better talent or more diverse pay probably has to be part of it. Right. Um, I, I know I, I've already did this once, but like, is that, a, is that fair what I just said? I mean, you are a very good student. You're on your way to medical school. You would be a great teacher, but I also, I don't want to speak for you, but I imagine that you would think of teaching as kind of settling in a way that you're not prepared to do, right? Like, is that okay? I think that money and prestige kind of go hand in hand. So I think a lot of times, I know from, I can speak from my perspective. I think don't take offense to this. No, <laughs> no, yeah. Part of the huge reason why growing up, and now my, my mindset has changed, but growing up, I think I didn't hold the career of teaching in high regards because I knew they weren't paid very well. And I was like, well, if they're not paid very well, there's probably a reason why. And I think that's where a lot of people's minds go because you, you look at, oh, like I want to be a lawyer or a doctor and things like that. A lot of those dream professions are also the very high paid professions. And so I think prestige and money always go hand in hand. I think there are very few examples where they don't in American society at least. And so that's why I think that just the act of paying teachers better solve a lot of issues. You know what, and I would, and I've actually argued for this, um, and you have to be very careful with the assessment stuff because a lot of things, both in the classroom for education, but also in assessing teachers is very subjective. And so you have to be very, very careful that, like, how do you, how do you address and how do you fix these things? And you say, will you pay more? Let teachers opt in. I'll, I'll, I want higher pay, but I know that I could get fired. Like I can give up some of my job security. And then that way, you know, new hires are all in the new system. Because people always say, how would you implement a new system? Well, that's what we have to do. 